the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Your St. Louis Blues down 2-0 in their first round series against Colorado following a 6-3 loss last night. Michelle, Dan, Randy, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and our Blues insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, is standing by. JR, good morning. How you doing? Real good. Real good, guys. Well, you're doing better than the Blues then, and <laughs> it just looks like the Blues and the Avalanche at this point through two games are just playing on different levels. Yeah, it's definitely the case. I mean, early on before the series, I wrote a piece, here's how the Blues can uh, beat the Avalanche and pointed out uh, five things. I think after the first game, you say, hey, look, their speed's killing, but here's where the Blues are making mistakes, and if they could just avoid these mistakes, they could be okay, but I think it at some point, it's not that we didn't know it before, but at some point you have to realize they're just 10 notches above you in terms of everything they do. And I think when they come out and start to lay it on you pretty thick, you, you start to doubt yourself. You start to make plays that aren't characteristic and, and lead to uh, goals in the back of the net. So what I'm watching right now is just, like you said earlier, a champion team, a Stanley Cup team that is just doing what it takes to get the job done, and the Blues are just kind of reacting. Jair, what's the latest on David Perron? So we asked uh, yesterday, and he's still in protocol. Uh, so he obviously wasn't part of that group that was part of the false uh, positives. I know there was some hope there, but uh, David Perron's case was obviously several days earlier. Uh, so it wasn't part of that uh, batch of tests that came from the lab and were inaccurate. So he's got to go through the protocol. And uh, as the literature says, it's uh, 10 days, and then he needs to go through some cardiac uh, testing. And then also he'll have to be evaluated by the blues doctors now that's what i'm going by by the book if if somehow some way we never know because look what happened yesterday there's something that that makes this case different then perhaps you could see david Prine in a series but i don't anticipate that okay so what did you think of uh the hit last night and do you think his suspension is coming forward yeah, definitely. And you got the two different situations. The Tyson Jost hit on Robert Bortuzzo might be something there. He gets the elbow to the face. The uh, officials missed it. Bortuzzo leaves the game. I'm sure they'll look at the tape there. But Kadri definitely five uh, suspensions, including the 2019 playoffs, guys. And just a nasty hit. Like, I mean, you're on social media. You saw Jared Bender, the coach for Colorado, come out and say that, yeah, the league's definitely going to be looking at that. And even the Colorado fans, guys, that I saw last night were saying just an ugly hit. So, you know, I think that uh, he's going to get an in-person hearing, which in person today we know to be uh, Zoom. Uh, but what that says is you're looking at uh, five games potentially for uh, Kadri for that hit on Falk. JR, it used to be that the Blues had trouble in the second period. Now they're having trouble in the first period. They just cannot get their game going quickly. Obviously, there's got to be a way to solve it. But what do you think happens in the first period? Do you think it's more Colorado than the Blues? 
Yeah, I do. I really think it's it's Colorado, and, and that's not to say that uh, you know the Blues aren't to blame, but I think it's a team that's waiting all day for the puck to drop because they know they're the better team, and they know they could be a few weeks away, a few months away from a Stanley Cup, and, and I think they're coming ready to play. And so, you know, occasionally you'll see a team get outshot by a heavy margin, you know, 15-5, but when you have uh, what we've seen in, in games uh, one and two, what is it, 17-5, and and uh, 196. It's it's just uh, insane that uh, Colorado is able to come out and 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 just make their mark that early. So um, you know, Braden Chen said last night, "We're just not ready." I mean, how many times have we heard that this year? How do you not be ready for a playoff game? That's not directed at Braden. It's directed at the team. Uh, but I think this is just a hungry championship team on the other side. Jared Nathan McKinnon hat trick last night. He has five goals and two assists so far in the series. How do the Blues stop him? Can they stop him? You can't. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, you look at this Blues roster and you have Ryan O'Reilly, who's a Con Smythe guy, a Selkie guy, one of the best defensive forwards I've ever seen play. And he's got some pretty good line mates trying to help him and you just can't stop him. That line is just too formidable. And so uh, when you get Rantanen and Landis Scott going to, I mean, look at that play. 30 seconds into the game. Talk about being ready to play. Landeskog just lays out Ryan O'Reilly. And if you look, uh, Marco Scandella is on the side of the net. He's kind of looking back just to see if O'Reilly's okay. You guys were talking about lack of net front presence earlier. They don't have anybody in front of the net, and Marco's checking on O'Reilly while the play's going on, and, and the puck's in the back of the net. So to me, right now, you know, everybody talks about playoff Nate, and that's what it is right now with Nate McKinnon. All right, I'm a, I'm a Blues fan listening this morning. It's a little doom and gloom. So tell me how the uh, Blues get back in this series. Well, it's it's going to be a situation where you're going to have to settle down. You're going to have to regain your composure. You're going to have to realize that uh, it is going to be tough to, to beat a team like this four out of five games, and you just got to play tomorrow night's game. And, you know, I know that's cliche, but that's what Craig Bruby is going to tell them. They had success with that in the past, Danny. Um, but, you know, I, I think that it's going to come down to executing when you have the chances. How many times in this series have we seen, you know, game one, uh, Tarasenko's got a goal on his stick, misses. Uh, you know, so many situations where they, they have chances to put themselves in a good position and don't. The other thing, and I'll just be honest here, uh, you know, uh, Colorado's the better team for sure. And I don't usually typically uh, comment on the officiating because it goes back and forth. But I think you saw situations last night where it really affected the Blues. You had the uh, the no call on the pick, and then you get the hook on Barbashev, and, and now they've got a power play goal and, and a 3 nothing lead. So, you know, you hate to go into a game and say yeah, the officiating is a little more even, but I do think that there have been some turning points in the first couple games, last night especially, that really hurt the Blues. JR, one thing for fans that were paying attention a couple of years ago and that have watched the last two games one thing that is abundantly clear is that the blues really miss an element like alexander steen an element like oscar sunquist an element like jay bowmeister and those are three players that for the, for that particular uh, 2019 team they were irreplaceable but the blues have to find a way to get those elements back obviously sunquist will but they, they need to find guys that can do what those guys did especially come this time of year 
Yeah, you'll get Sunquist back, and, and you don't find those guys easy. Look, Alex Steen was 15 years in the making, the experience that he gained, you know, uh, building his way up through the league. And, and so they definitely need players like that. But look at Alexander Steen, even in that 2019 year, he's on the fourth line. He's playing kind of a complimentary role. He's really helping most in the leadership department. You know, I, I think you're right, Randy. They do need players like that, but they need their top guys uh, to, to play well. I mean, you, you can't go into a series against Colorado expecting, you know, Jordan Cairo and, and Sammy Blay to do the scoring. It, it's got to be the Tarasenko's. Tarasenko, no shots on goal last night. No shots on goal. I, I, I don't know how that happens. And, and so uh, when you start to get performances from some of those top guys, if they want to show up and play, you know, then you might have a series. Like, you can defend all you want. You can show the emotional, drop the gloves. Let's You can show all that stuff. But if you don't get out there and produce – to a percentage of the level that Nate McKinnon and Landis and these guys are, you have no chance. There's no doubt about that. And my point is more along the lines of your fourth line these days in the NHL has to be able to play against their top line defensively. And I don't think the Blues' fourth line can – they have enough trouble matching up with the other team's fourth line, let alone uh, the mckinnon landis rantanen line. Yeah, 100%. And that's why that team, you know, you can talk about all the positives, pluses of that 2019 team. But when you can put your fourth line against one of the other team's top lines, that frees up one of your top lines. It means that maybe you got O'Reilly going against McKinnon, but maybe it means that second line doesn't have a very tough matchup because you're able to put your fourth line against them, and the Blues just can't do that. So where are Tarasenko and Robert Thomas? You know, I know Thomas didn't have a great year. Tarasenko, we're kind of waiting. What what have you thought of them in the first two games? Yeah, two separate situations. It's a good question, but two separate situations. Tarasenko, he's he's a veteran. He knows what it takes. Uh, you, you can talk about the shoulder surgeries. You can talk about the limited games this year, but he's he's not skating. He's not engaged. He looked okay for a couple minutes, uh, you, you know, the first game, but nothing last night. Uh, Robert Thomas, to me, yeah, I still think he's going to be a good player. I think he's got a lot of learning to do, uh, but you just don't notice him. So those are two of several players who, who you really don't notice in the series right now, Dan. JR, great stuff as always, and we'll be reading your work at The Athletic, following you on Twitter at JP Rutherford. Thanks so much for the time, and we will talk to you soon. Yep, thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you later. That is Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. 
Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.